when you said you bought an expensive, I thought you were gonna say uh, expensive hula hoop. No, it was ten dollars. That is expensive. <laughs> that is. I, I'm not. I'm unfamiliar with the hula hoop market of late. Um, I will tell you this. Um, I have not been able to hula hoop for 36 years, and nothing is changing. Why is that? Do you think? I'm gonna go with my slender athletic build and lack of child. I don't think that would. I'm just gonna. Um, Aubrey says because of my hips, I'm able to. Let me jump in here. My hips have no problem anywhere else in my life. So <laughs> no complaints from Tay. The, uh, the sexualizing of this podcast in 2021 has not gone unnoticed by me. <laughs> okay. So you just can't, it just falls down. Well, Lynn pointed does it out. Just, does it just collapse at the bottom oh, of, your, of your limp white body? I'm picturing like a number two pencil and I'm just like it just uh, just at the bottom of your limp Caucasian curveless body Caucasian um yeah the bottom of your limp Caucasian <laughs> and I am a great hula hooper only because I'm part Armenian that's it, that's it. part belly oh. dancer yeah, a little um, bit of that, little bit of that. Uh... She kills it. She kills it on the light, like the normal hula hoop and the weighted one. I did the weighted one for like a minute yeah. and I had to squeeze the fuck out of my court and it was hard. Yeah, right? that's, a, it's, that's what it's supposed to do, right? Right. But now, what are you listening to it? What are you listening when you do the hula hoop? I just watched Street Out while talking shit. <laughs> just me sitting here going, 16 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a Tybo kind of thing. Like you're listening for all my '90s kids out there. Um, how long do you think you could hula hoop for? Let's 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 like pose a, a little like competition between the three of us. Cause you want to do a, a motorcycle scoop hula off? Yeah, I will lose, yeah. but I will watch. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Can my Zoom background be like a like a palm tree? Anything you want. Sure, whatever. So you'll have to go to a Target and get the hula hoops are on sale. Right I don't now. want to watch Street Outlaws, though. I want to, I want to listen to some... Well, I mean, it won't be long enough for us to watch a show. I say we do it on Instagram Live. <laughs> like, that... We'll do it on, like, the podcast... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the podcast page and, like, catch me in and... You yeah. And, uh, I thought you were gonna say that like you listened like to hardcore or something like that. Oh, you, she she looks so zen, it's disgusting. It was like, just uh, <laughs> you should as you do her eyes start to like roll back and oh my god. You need to edit this in accordingly to the podcast, perhaps the beginning. But uh -huh. when this episode airs, we yeah. will post on the Instagram when we will have a hula hoop off. Yeah. You just pick one up from your local it's like, or okay. anywhere. Like just get like a I'll, 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 I'll get call the, you when I I'll call you when I go shopping. Yeah, get the biggest one you can. I also yeah. are you going to be in the competition too? Just yeah. so that I can. Yeah, I can Aubrey has. I'm going to be practicing for the next week. Okay. <laughs> I right. think I will we'll go live on Instagram, and then people can just like watch and laugh at us. What do like, you mean? Do you mean be visual laughing instead of just audibly laughing? I think like, by laughing you mean be insatiably attracted to us. Hey, that it could aid your cause, man. I'm uh, based on the video I took today. No one's going to be attracted to me based on what I was doing with that hula hoop. So you're saying there's a chance for me? My, my so gyrating you're this video. <laughs> my gyrating is that of like a 12th grader at a school dance. 
the 12th grader, probably more like seventh. I don't really move when I do it. I just kind of, it's, I don't move a lot. Aubrey just looks like she's been tased. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid combination between seizuring and dry humping the air. <laughs> I love an air hump. <laughs> love, love, hashtag air hump. <laughs> I love an air hump. Uh, okay, um, do you want to do the? Yes, for fun. Like, yeah, we'll do it for fun. Do the intro so we can have fun. Intro! Oh, okay. Wait, wait, kick, kick it up. I, I don't go on commands like Kick that. it. Just do it. Okay. Nail it. Okay. Get it. You're not going to get anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to the Motorcycle Scoop. It's a podcast about motorcycles and ice cream. I'm Lynn, that's Motorcycle Chris, and that's... Hello. She's, I, I know you guys are just like itching to find out she's on her iPad. Oh, you're on your, you're on your iPad. She just showed it to me and it's, it's very sophisticated. A lot so of veins. I'm for potential um, blow off. Yep. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'm trying to give the people something during COVID. What they want. This is what they want. I'm sure all of the followers on the podcast Instagram, um, I think it's Motorcycle Scoop, are it is well done. Dying to watch all three of us try to hula hoop together. I think that's what we needed. I think that's what we need this winter. I think uh, you know. Ooh, like a tropical. We should play some. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. I'm gonna turn the heat up. I'm gonna turn the heat up in my condo. Um, order a beach ball for her to balance on her head. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm gonna drink the whole time. <laughs> Perfect. All right, coming, coming soon. All right, so I've got uh, I got three stories. Uh, one is from Adventure Rider, looking back and forward after 2020 uh, with the motorcycle industry. Uh, one is from uh, Jalopnik.com about Harley Davidson, uh, and then I have a a one that I'm gonna surprise Lynn with because I think she's gonna be so happy about this that I I can't I can't I can't divulge it until until we get there. It better be good. I keep forgetting we're in 2021. Yeah, man, 2021. I see the date, like, every time I do something for work, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, no, I've had to, I've had to, like, correct myself a bunch of times, like, making out, you know, paperwork and stuff. Making out. Making out, yeah. Making out with chicks. It's like, it's 2021. 2021, so more time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not editing this. If anybody wants me to customize their voicemail. Let me know. <laughs> You've reached Andrea. Can't come to the phone right now. Too busy. <laughs> Why do I feel like Andrea really exists? Oh, I don't know, but it's like the most. That was like the most generic name I could think. Yeah, of. yeah. That's uh, yep. That's good. Right. So, on to the article. Okay. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, all right. So, first up, invent. Yeah, a clap to get pumped up. Uh, look for adventure rider. It's like ADV, ADV rider.com. I think adventure is, um, that's what I figured it was. That's what the kids, that's what the kids do. Uh, looking back and forward after 2020, the motorcycle industry faces big questions. I don't want to look back at 2020 anymore. No, definitely not. It was a bit of a roller coaster. We've just kind of discussed it at length, uh, on different, across different episodes. So I kind of wanted to condense it a little bit. 
as we're going forward to 2021 and, and leaving 2020 behind, um, the motorcycle industry saw extreme lows followed by actual extreme highs, a lot better than, than we thought it might have because of the pandemic. But um, so the article quotes, can the motorcycle supply chain recover? Um, if you were paying, quote, if you were paying attention, you probably knew about the coronavirus pandemic sometime in February of 2020. By mid-March, the disease was spreading through Europe, causing manufacturers in Italy, Austria, Germany, and everywhere else to shut down. BMW, Ducati, MV Agusta, KTM, Piaggio, uh, everyone's plants were taken offline, long story short. Um, so that kind of like messed up the uh, Who, Excuse me, excuse me. Who's the uh, author of this article? I want you to say his name. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> well, it seems like his first name is Zach. But I like his his uh, his handle is Kawasaki. Kawasaki. <laughs> um, clearly, they are not. I there. knew you'd like that. When I when I when I, <laughs> when I saw this earlier, I, I wanted to make sure that I said that. So thank you for bringing because I skimmed right over it. So thank I'm you. I'm gonna change for... my um, Instagram handle to Kawasaki sixty nine four twenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Honda Ho. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be Triumph Daddy. <laughs> I don't. That's not. That's not me. That's yeah, not me. I know. Okay, fine. You can be Triumph Mama. Whatever makes you feel better. I just want to be. Okay, read the article. We're listening. I just want to be me. Again, quoting from the article: uh, Chinese factories were actually the first motorcycle producers to shut down, uh, but other Asian plants weren't as badly affected. Um, but everyone was hurt. Uh, you know, Harley Davidson, Indian, everyone. But by the summer, they were like ramping up production again. And a lot of the, so apparently a lot of the manufacturers are being kind of cagey. Like they won't say exactly how messed up the supply chain is because, you know, they don't, unless you're like a small operation like MV Agusta, where they do like a lot, a lot of stuff that actually, and even them, you're still getting like, like an SC exhaust or something like that for like the higher end MV Agustas or like, you know, Olin shocks and stuff like that. Like, yeah. For triumph companies like products yeah so like getting things from yeah. yeah so getting things from here to there uh for the motorcycles has been uh really tough let me see uh it's anecdotally he says um this guy at beta motors in canada told him that is told zawasaki zaka what is it zaka's um zaka kawasaki but kawasaki what did i say zaka I'm just confused. His name is spelled Z-A-C, but then Z-A-C-K-Y in the handle. I don't know. You know, you... You know what? I just think your Kawasaki's his full name. It's poetic <laughs> license. So, yeah, that's his full Christian name. Yeah. Fake Kawasaki. They only received about 60% of its ordered 2020 models. Anyway, this guy anecdotally from a, a dealership in Canada. Uh, I know some of the dealerships I, wit I deal with. Um, they, they didn't get didn't get all their bikes. And in 2021, they're really concerned about the supply chain again. Because even though like, like Triumph just released today that uh, 1200 speed triple. Yeah, I saw that. Which looks fantastic, by the way. Yeah. But apparently it's like 18 grand or something, but it has like 177 horsepower. I'm too busy looking at the recipes on adventurerider.com. <laughs> they have recipes. Yeah. Do they, do they really? I thought Kylie was just a joke, and then I clicked on her, and she writes all these recipes. They're delightful. Oh, if you that's my—I told you that's my—that's my New Year's resolution is to learn how to cook. 
Oh. I know how to cook, but to like, to really perfect something. These all look like very good Mediterranean recipes. There's warm oh. Mediterranean salad, pork with coffee barbecue glaze. Okay, I don't know. They have kefta. kefta. So I'll have to go on Adventure Rider so, and get some, get some recipes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what Kylie also does not have a last name as a writer, um, does for the website. Maybe that, you know, they're, they're on a first name, they're on a first name basis. Um, so anyway, we still have, uh, we're still not really sure what the supply, supply chain is going to look like in 2021, but we're hopeful because there's a lot of new uh, exciting motorcycles out there. Uh, Zakasaki, fuck. Kawasaki! Stop with the disrespect. Uh, it's not, I, Zaki, it's not, there's no disrespect. Start with Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Z money. Um, so then he kind of goes on to talk about the dealers a little bit more. Um, they missed their busiest season. So I don't know if you guys knew this. The busiest month for motorcycle sales is actually like March. I believe that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like into April. But like, so they were down and then, and some of them had to, like, had to, you know, close or shut down for a little while. But once they opened back up, it was like gangbusters because it like people took a lot of like the social. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dirty mind and when you were saying your sentence I was like please don't say that the wrong way say what gangbusters oh <laughs> you're like it was a gangbusters like yeah it was went the wrong way my mother listens to this is that one of your Pornhub categories he do does Pam listen to us I don't think Pam yeah, went off to the spit take by the way just to be clear <laughs> Um, so anyway, one of the key takeaways from the 2020 season was that dual sports and dirt bikes saw the, the largest growth. Big bikes went down a little bit. Now you could attribute that to the fact that brand new, they're like $27,000 for like the really big starting sometimes at $27,000, the really big flagship ones. Definitely. And that, so that could be due to like social distancing concerns. I'm going to go play in the woods and like not go anywhere. Cause I remember when we were riding early in the spring like getting to a bathroom it was, was still hard. yeah no, like a public nothing was open apart from yeah. the gas station we would have to plan like normally when we plan our rides we did that one and people the amount of alleys i peed in for march april may <laughs> <laughs> behind buildings yeah it's really it's it's really easier for guys uh what, what do you, you like know, to say Lynn? the world is your toilet yeah the world <laughs> is my toilet but yeah so you know why would you why would you buy like a big touring bike if you have to quarantine for two weeks if you drive to another state and come back? You know, yeah. especially in New England where these states aren't super big and do you know what I mean? And after two hours, you're in another state or something like that. I'm not talking about like Montana or something. No, like. no, but I also think that you talked, you like kind of hit it. Dirt bikes are cheaper. Kids were bored. They were stuck at home. Yeah. Young adults were bored. They were stuck at home. Apart from us living, those who live like in direct urban areas, you got a yard or trails or something dirt bikes are easier to load into smaller trucks small smaller vehicles take yeah. the place yeah and then you're just in the woods you're just in the woods and you're riding yeah. and yeah i mean we we those beginning rides in the spring like we you know we're like oh god fuck like where are we gonna go to the where are you gonna go to the bathroom you know right. uh, so yeah so that was that was the, the biggest takeaway from 2020 was big bikes down dirt bikes dual sports very high like i you know i was telling you about like my dual sport like i know i could sell that right now for more than i paid for it in 2013 yeah i know yeah. i could i i know i absolutely could like i could make money on it it's, you know it's only got like whatever five thousand miles on it so 
those are exercise bikes. And the used market was obviously super high, big uptick in business, obviously in pricing too. You know, um, bikes that might have gone for two thousand dollars in twenty nineteen. Like, like yeah, yeah four thousand forty five hundred. In in Q three twenty twenty, this is from Cycle Trader. The number of interested buyers that reached out to sellers for more information about a bike listed on the marketplace jumped seventy three percent. I believe it. What do you think of that? That's crazy. I mean, it's not just like bikes too, like boats. Uh, housing yeah. prices are through the roof. If you want to like buy something right now, I also. I heard that the, and I've heard this from multiple places, the price of lumber is up 40% because people are just like sitting home and, oh, I'm going to, yeah, you're just doing like home improvements and stuff. So everything to do anything right now, besides travel, of course, is more expensive. The thing about that is that inventory might take a hit, whether it's not only new bikes from the, from the supply chain being disrupted, but used bikes as well, because there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot out there. And what is out there is overpriced. Oh yeah, when we went to New Hampshire, we went to go ride Indians on their whatever bike day. And we, we got- We went the, to a demo day. We went to a demo, that's- at moms. You mean Indian motorcycles, not like- At moms, Indians. yeah. yeah. Yes. A Manchester. So we, yeah. went to, we went to go and they're like, oh, upstairs are our used bikes. It was like six bikes. They, they had nothing, nothing used. They, the guy was like, we have nothing right no, now. No, stop. Yeah. He goes, we we went up there. He goes, you can ride any bike that you want. And we go up there. There was literally there was six <laughs> to choose from. And one didn't run. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And they were probably yeah. their most expensive used bikes too. Yeah. They definitely were. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. He's nothing. like, we. He goes, the second we get something, like it's gone. Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of the a lot of like the bartering out of it too. Yeah, because it's just like they'll sell it to someone for the price they yeah. want. Yeah, like this is the this is the price. It's you know a used whatever KLR or something, and I know I'm gonna sell it. So yeah, the price is five grand, buddy. Like you know, take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, and I also uh, he also says in the article that like service is up a lot too because a lot of people maybe you got like a project you had like a project sitting around. It's March in 2020 you have literally nothing to do. You do as much as you can, fix up your own bike, you know, and then you got to go get parts, take it to the service, to, you know, take it to the service department, whatever. So a lot of people fixing up. And you saw some of that in after 2008 too, a lot of like old bikes coming back out that were kind of shelved and old projects that have been like shelved before uh, are now coming back out, take it, you know, getting it towed to the shop. Yeah. Seeing uh, your old bike is cheaper than buying a new one most of the time. So. Most of the time, yeah. Unless it's my bike. Unless That's true. <laughs> right, the, cost, the cost of fixing your bike would be... Yeah, it's always like... I know, because I was thinking, you know, I, I had some thoughts about like a new bike at the big, in like the spring, like pre-COVID. Yeah. COVID, I'm like, no, you know what? This is great. Like, I'm sitting on this. Like, I'm not, I'm not spending any money right now. But yeah, so interesting. Not really sure what's going to happen in 2021. Um, could be a slow... See, you know, because dealerships... Dealerships only make money if they can buy stuff and then sell it again. Yeah. And if they don't have stuff to buy, they don't have stuff to sell. So I've seen, I know Barnstorm did, Barnstorm Cycles out in Spencer, front of the pod. They had like a bike buying like event day where it was just like, ride your, like, ride your bike here and like, we'll make you an offer on it, you know? Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of that in 2021. <laughs> they better drive me <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now here's the bus. Yeah, like. What are you pointing at? Now, we're moving our, uh, we light a lot of candles because we're ladies of leisure. And, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my weirdness was just moving it away from the TV so it doesn't, so we can continue to watch Street Outlaws without our TV being damaged. That's my, uh, oh, also my house caught fire by a candle when I was a child and they scare me. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think we're going to see um, my prediction for 2021, although I hate to be in, a, in the, I hate to predict anything, but I think the inventory is going to be really low and you're going to see continuing high prices through 2021 unused uh, bikes. But That's the way it's going to be for a while. Yeah, but which really sucks because like that's usually when you start out, when you you know, at the end of the day, I'm still, I still am so passionate about like getting new riders in and teaching people how to ride. And it's, I feel like right now, you know, it could be out of, out of a lot of people's grip who might want to start the sport. I think a lot of it is going to be bikes that are staying within like friend groups. Like yeah. your friend will, you'll, will sell to your friend and then it's easier to sell something to someone, you know, you don't have to meet strangers. Like it's, yeah. I think, a lot of people will be buying and selling within like friend network groups. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. You know, especially, you know, if it's like the rebel that gets passed around or whatever, like me, I'm the rebel that gets passed around. Well, not to any of us. <laughs> <laughs> not in this friend group. No. Speaking of that, my friend does want to sell her rebel. Funny you say oh, that. Finally. Yeah. My friend Heather does want to sell her, her rebel. So if anyone wants like, a 97 Rebel with a dead battery that sits in my parents' shed. <laughs> Instagram, little excellent, and I'll um, ask for more Make details. There you go. You heard it here first. Um, next up. Yay! <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going to say. I do know what you're going to say because I already have it up on my iPad. Oh, you're so futuristic. You know who uses iPads? Fucking baby boomers. Yeah, and anyone who Yeah, let's cool. Let's how's your laptop going for you, Grandpa? Good luck, good luck watching your QAnon YouTube on your fucking iPad, old lady. I'm I have lots of weird and appropriate things to say that I'll keep to myself. <laughs> on to your Jalopnik <sighs> Harley Davidson article. Do it. Aubrey's not a boomer, everyone. She's a young millennial. She's hip. Well, I'm an old ass. You know, I know she's hip. She's wearing a beanie. She's cold. I'm so cold <laughs> all the time. I have my bare leg going. Aubrey has a hat on. Jalopnik.com. Harley Davidson just killed its cheap motorcycles. Rip. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, so who's the article by? Can you see? Mercedes Streeter. It's pretty I cool name. I, I'm assuming it's a real person. Quoting from the article, Harley Davidson is on a restructuring blitz lately. The motor company has been reshaping its future and fans of the brand have been curious where it'll go. I feel like that's an understatement. And I feel like by lately, she means like the last 15 years or so. Yeah, I think Mercedes, Mercedes may be a dude. I don't know. I can't tell by the photo. It's a picture of a car. But yeah. Think, um, is it a picture of a Mercedes? Because it would be quite no, a coincidence. Okay, so anyway, let's assume Mercedes Mercedes is a she. So yeah, no. So <laughs> so to say that they're to say that they're on a restructuring blitz lately is a bit of an understatement uh, for a company that decisions. Huh? 
They make all sorts of great decisions constantly. Well, they definitely make decisions constantly. That's for sure. And they, I, I, I feel like it's like a friend who's like you graduated from high school with and they're just like, okay, I'm like a hip hop artist now. And then you see them like two years later and it's like, so I'm going to like a festival because they're like a Rastafari right now or whatever. Opinion. So that's neither here nor there, but it, uh, so they're just, they just killed their cheap bikes, the Street 500, the Street 750, and the Street Rod. So last week they did their first ever virtual launch event. I didn't see all of it. I watched a little bit of it. And like I gotta say, they began girl on a bike. The girl is talking. Uh, she's, you know, talking about riding. And so I think you can kind of see a pivot there where they're like, okay, like we have to broaden our appeal to like a, to a bigger base. So that was really good. But the women ride motorcycles? <sighs> yeah. All right, go on. I do declare what what happens if you get vapors from the from the man, from the men folk. Um, but anyway, so I thought that was really cool, but they also announced that their all all the street uh, the street lineup is gonna be discontinued and the sportster range was also consolidated to just three models. Which I think is smart. Scaling down the sportster models is smart because I I think I've said that before on the podcast that they had at least like 10 and I'm like, why? why yeah. like, it, my thought is now this is all me. I have no idea why they're cutting it. Their street line was too close in size to their small sportsters. And I think mm -hmm. it is a waste of money and energy to have a 750 then to be like, Oh, it's time for me to upgrade. Let me go up to my 883. Like yeah. that to me is such a waste. They, Harley, should have a smaller displacement bike, something in the 300 range. Like yeah. that's, I think they should have a, a tiny mm -hmm. Harley, mm -hmm. get people on a legitimate small bike. And then if they feel the need to upgrade, you're not like a fucking fool upgrading to an 883 or 1200 Sportster. Yeah. Like why am I jumping from a 750 bike to even a, like an 83 or a 1200 Sportster. Like to me, it's such a fucking waste. Yeah. $2,000 difference between yeah. the 750 and the 883. Like, Not even, it's actually only it's like less than, than Yeah, it's like, it's an like, $1,800 difference between the two. Why am I bothering with the street? Like most people who so start- you, you'd, have cut, you'd have cut the street before, before this. I think the street is useless. Most people start out on 883s. Yep. Like, yeah most people consider that the smallest bike they'll ever get on. Like a lot right. of people who are traditional Harley people are like, go right to an 883. And I know they're different. The street and the Sportster are different bikes in many ways. It's a different like seating position. It's a different bike. I get yeah. it. But I personally think the street should have been a 300, yeah. maybe 400, like something because small. There is a market for people that want to start at that low of a displacement. Yes, yeah. I think people are generally intimidated at the thought of being on a bigger bike and they start at 250s and that's a normal progression for a lot of people is yeah. starting at a 250 and then then they, they're upgrading to their Sportster 883. Right. Yeah. You know the, Rebel, I mean? the Rebel 300 is like around like four grand and a lot of dealerships have programs where it doesn't even matter what you trade up to, but if you trade yeah. up within a year, they'll give you 90% of what you paid. I don't, I don't know if Harley has those kind Harley of- Harley uh, has something similar. Something, I but with, the with the Street 750 or maybe I with the- I think any bike, like yeah. they'll, any smaller bike. I don't, 
I, I, I haven't researched it. I know something like that exists, but in my mind, like to me, I think they needed to go, they needed to have one, yeah. small, like just one. And then if it does well, great. You have that bike, not have three sinking ship bikes that are so small, like yeah. the street 500 and 750. Why? Why are there two? Well, the, difference, the difference, the difference in the street rods a seven fifty. Also, I think right. The difference, the difference yeah. in price between the street five hundred and the street seven fifty. It's, it's like seven. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. Seven fifty. Yeah, it's like the same exact. So, so it's, but it's seven hundred dollars, and it's it's a five hundred to like a seven fifty. I mean, who would buy the five hundred? It's a waste of resources building those bikes. It's unnecessary. And it says that it was here to attract younger riders and for a presence on the international markets where we know like the smaller displacements bikes are popular because people aren't on these big giant highway rides. And that's, and that's fair. And that's fair. But if anything, push these over to the overseas or maybe the 500, but then bring back a smaller displacement bike yeah. that you guys are pumping out in other countries that we want. Well, yeah. I, did, I think because if you remember, we did that. We did that article about how they were pulling out of um, it was it India, India, right? Yeah, they're breaking their contract. That company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I think that they're going to be slapping their late in partnership with that other manufacturer. They'll be slapping their label on some kind of three hundred cc or like three fifty um, cc yeah. motorcycle to compete with the Royal Enfield three fifty in India. I I just find that just from what I know of like people starting out on a bike moving yeah. up to a bigger bike and i don't find that people need to start on 250s i don't find it's necessary but some people like to do that it's comfortable for them yeah Harley should have a smaller bike as their tiny like entry level bike and yeah. then when it's time for someone to move up like it's not a huge jump to an 883 but it's not also like cool, I've moved up from my 750 to my 883. What a waste of my money in these bikes. And I think like the way these bikes are tuned is important too, because like I wouldn't recommend someone starting on a 750 like sport bike. Uh, Very important. Like we're still talking about very low horsepower motorcycles. They're torquey. Harleys. Yeah. Yeah. That is all I am talking about. Like, yeah. Is the street, is it a little bit less rake? on the on the on the fork and i'm just trying to picture it in my head because i don't actually have it right in front of me i've only seen one of these bikes out in the wild we were at the mall and you pointed it out to me i was like what's that you're like that's a street and i was like no (laughs) i think i agree with lynn also now that the 883 is going to be their cheapest model at 9500 they need to come up with something cheaper that they can compete with with the other markets oh it's That's kind of not a cheap bike if it, if you're trying to bring in younger riders i think they're so ugly ten thousand dollars <laughs> is a lot of money well yeah no that's true that's true I, if you want me to get on your bikes come up with a 300 or maybe like lynn said a 300 or a very appealing 500 that's under six under seven I mean, grand like that's um, on the top, it looks like kind of like a Dyna, and then you see a picture of, of a guy actually next to it on the bottom, and you see how small they actually are. Oh, well, like that guy. Cool. That guy doesn't like. I think he's like a normal like six foot because I'm six feet, a normal six foot guy, and he looks like a bear compared to that bike. Yeah. We, the one we saw at the mall, I was like, "That's a tiny little bike," and she's like, "That's just that's a Harley Street." I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, I, I don't I get people wanting them. So they discontinued the Dyna, right? 
No, well, not, so they discontinued, like, a lot of bikes were on, like, the, the Dyna, would, would it be, like, a chassis? Been, yeah. Been replaced by the soft tail. So, say you wanted a Dyna low rider, now yeah. it's a soft tail low rider. You wanted a Dyna street bob, it's now a soft tail street bob. It's, so it's just essentially like, the same thing? So, it's, okay, so. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, is like if you have, I've if you heard have that a, the soft tails are a much like smoother, better ride, but yeah. I haven't, I've never ridden either, so I guess I don't have an opinion. But I mean, like, I guess I'm trying to, because like my understanding is that they don't make the Dyna anymore, and the soft tail is a different bike than the Dyna, right? Dyna was multiple models. It's right. not just a Dyna. Like okay. they were multiple models on like that frame. Yeah. Now it's multiple models on the soft tail. It's I not, see. Like the Dyna wasn't one bike. Like they had, light, they had low riders, they had wide glides. Like mm -hmm. those were all Dynas technically. But okay. so now all these models are on the soft tail frame. I see. Know? I okay. see. Yeah. And I am not a Harley expert. Please you sound like one. Please don't roast me because I a I don't fucking care and I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, none of, none of the collective uh, three people on this podcast have ever owned a Harley Davidson. I've ridden a couple. I like the Road Glide and I like the way the Dynas look. Yeah, I don't see myself getting one, but I like the I like the way they look. Um, so in conclusion, good move on them. Get rid of the streets. Focus on uh, a couple of good sportsters. Yeah, but in my opinion, scale down, don't have a billion models, and do a few models really well and sell them so you don't sink as a company. Weird, weird. That that sounds like a good business plan. You heard it here first. Well, they can hire me. If they have good health insurance, I'll come work You should put an open letter to Hog. <laughs> I will never let them live that down. That's the stupidest name for a magazine. Hog. Hog. Letter to the editor. <laughs> Dear, dear Hog. Dear Hog Editor. <laughs> editor editor in Hog. Where did you I, go to journalism school to put that on your resume? Hog Academy. Hog Academy. I, uh, <laughs> I, I pen long dissertations to my hog almost every, almost every. Yeah, <clears throat> well, well now. Anyway, next article that you claim we're going to like. Okay. <laughs> A third final article. I didn't want to tell Lynn uh, about this beforehand because I'm so excited to tell her about it now. Lynn, you ready? Yeah. Rideapart.com. Justin Hughes, January 24th, 2021 at 11.34 a.m. Are you ready? Yeah. Michelin patents a reverse system for motorcycles. Hell yeah, baby. The system hey, would hey, work. Backwards. But <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me I don't have to go outside when Lynn comes home and push her backwards into the garage anymore? <laughs> I can't read. Just because the we're on a hill. We're on a hill and the potholes in our driveway mean her four-inch boots don't let her touch the ground. <laughs> I call her on my son and I'm like, are you home? Could you push me back into the garage? That's exactly what, Aubrey, you can stay in the bathtub with your Taco Bell and you won't have to get up uh, to move her. I'm just going to watch from the window. Yeah. <laughs> Subheadline: 
The system would work with any bike, not just large ones. I can't believe the Michelin, the Michelin man's doing me a solid like that. You like, know? He's hooking it up. Michelin has patented, quoting from the article, Michelin has patented a device that could provide any motorcycle with a reversing system, thanks to a small electric motor attached to the back wheel. Their solution is quite simple. Rather than adding gears or electric motors to the transmission, it's a completely independent system. It attaches to the rear swing arm the same way as the mud guards and the license plate holders of many modern motorcycles. It could even be integrated with these parts from the factory. Small electric motors press two or three rollers against the back tire, which turns the back wheel. Uh, and they retract from the tire during normal riding. It even has its own lithium ion battery, which eliminates the need for big, ugly wiring from the bike's main battery. Oh, that thing could be so fucking ugly and I wouldn't care. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm with stupid. Like, I'll use it. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't care at all. It, <laughs> I, even if it required me putting one of those little sneakers on my kickstand, I would do it <laughs> because I would, I would, I would do a lot for reverse just when I simp, so I don't have to get off the bike and push it. <laughs> Dude, that's what, that's what, I mean, that's, so that's what I'm, it's here, man. It's here. It's just been patented. Does it say? It says in this, I found a dip, it's weird. When I was looking at articles earlier, this came up, but I didn't read it enough. I didn't, I wasn't sure what this actually was. I was like, ah, yeah. a pet, don't care. As soon, uh, as, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Lynn. <laughs> Lynn is going to want this. She's going to buy it. She's going to, you know, she wants to be sponsored by it. Like, I, oh my God, if they sponsored me, I would cry. <laughs> so much. It's just a video of me crying tears of joy from the tub and eating Taco Bell while she backs up all by herself. <laughs> um, it's it looks it doesn't tell what the weight is because it also says that. Oh yeah, it's just like a patent. Yeah, like engineers come up with all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. But I mean, I would gather it looks about the size of a Coke can, maybe with everything on it weighs a couple pounds. It looks like a little yeah. pedal on a bicycle. Yeah. I would be interested to see how it um, works. If maybe by backing up triggers it to start moving backwards for you. Uh, it might have, you know, there's probably like a, like a, a clicker or it's something. like a button or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's not connected hard, if it's not hardwired. It said, would, no, it said no wiring. Yeah. And it goes, so it says. Maybe Bluetooth, a Bluetooth clicker or something. The roller would press against the wheel with a flick of a handlebar mounted switch. So it wouldn't oh, have okay. to have a switch. That's okay. Uh, delivering up to three pound, one pound foot of torque, moving the bike at about 0.6 miles per hour. Yeah, so if you run out of gas, you can just uh, go 0.6 kilometers. If and you're 0.6 kilometers from home, it'll take you an hour to get there, but that thing will, that thing will get you home. It's, I mean, it's definitely very interesting. I love it. Yeah, I I'm mean, why so not? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's for like people of her stature, <clears throat> uh, it could be a game changer, you know, and it could, it could mean her getting a bike that she wouldn't have the, like, that she wouldn't feel confident maneuvering around before if she oh, could put this thing on it. You know what I mean? Or, you know, like my bike is basically on the ground, but if it's a heavy ass bike, if you're a tiny person, you don't want to deal with, I don't want to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. So. I hope they come up with something like this. And yeah, I mean, and not just like short people, but like older people. Like if you're like an old yeah, guy. I don't got much cartilage left in these knees, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's like dwindling. 
by the day. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, sister. Between us and our hula hooping and our crunchy knees. Yeah. Um, No, I have the same thing from the doing the Spartan races and stuff. I have my knees are junk. Spartan races? What? You show us up. We're just like, uh, we hula hoop. He's like, yeah, well, I run through dirt. I did. (laughs) I do crunches. I used to run through dirt. I don't, I don't anymore. Um, that that sums it up. That sums it up from all the rights to I'm so excited. So universe, please don't sue us. D- not like that, you're listening. But. DJ yeah. the- that sums it up from Lynn's side of the couch in yeah. one song, in one pop song. Well, she goes to get gets, uh, the goodies ready. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to post a picture of this. Lynn, get, get your goodies ready. I huh? love some shit like this. Between this and the headlight that we talked about a couple weeks ago. I know. Like, Exciting things coming in 2021, I think. I like gadgets, but I'm yeah. just like, I'm so annoyed. I feel like sometimes you're like, I don't want a lot of gadgets on my motorcycle. I'm like, yeah, but now all you motherfuckers are old and you yeah. can't put a motorcycle back by yourself. Now you want it all. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's the same with anything else. It's like, yeah, convenience isn't like metal or whatever, you know, but it's like, fuck off with that shit. Well, and um, nowadays with technology, well, Lynn is bringing my deliciousness. Mm. Um, but I think even more so now technology versus like 10, 20 years ago when inventing stuff, everything can be made so small. Like why not? Yeah. Bikes are so much lighter than they would have been. We have like 3D printers now. Yeah, like <laughs> no, somebody look at this patent and make us one. Now, Lynn, Lynn, there's no, um, there's no pricing info at all, but I'm curious as to what you would pay for a reverse system like this. Ah, good question. Um, I don't know, maybe like five hundred dollars. Ooh, that's I higher than I, that's higher than I thought you would go. I thought you could say twenty bucks. Yeah, but in reality, we all know it's like it's going to be so expensive that I have to be realistic of like how much something. No, I mean like everything's. Uh, it didn't look like it was hardwired. So if it's not hardwired and it's the piece looks like it comes on and off, she could put that on numerous motorcycles in her life. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like you could, you could every time you buy a bike, you could put this on it. Um, and you got to pay for like, I imagine the installation shouldn't be too, I mean, it's probably just like a bolt on, right? It looks like it. That's ex- with the, what the patent picture looks like. It's a bolt. It's almost like when you put a sissy bar on and then it looks like the contraption yeah. that's the size of a, yeah, so the install wouldn't be an Your issue. Cell phone just drops down. Everyone, <laughs> we're, we're going to revisit this, um, obviously, in the future. You heard it here first. Lynn would pay $500 for it. It'd be even better if someone bought it for me. It'd so be- if any like, rich people listening to the podcast, help your fucking tiny sister out and buy it for me. Well, it'd be better. Yeah, well, I think what she means is it'd be even better if we were sponsored, if she was sponsored. Um. Uh, I'll take what I can get. Or yeah, someone, and we we'll just make it. Why not? If the patent's out there, get the get the goodies. Make a three D print one. I think what if the patent's out there, we can't make it, Aubrey. I think okay. that's the point of a, That's the point of a fucking patent, Aubrey. I don't give a fuck. Nothing's real. You criminal. This is all make believe. Okay, show me the ice cream. All right, it's it's ice cream time. Okay, show ice it to Christmas. In the kingdom. Ooh. Right? Caramel. That's caramel, right? Yes. Well, you don't know that yet. You know what? I got to tell you that big splotch 
kind of looks like a butthole. I'm gonna eat not in person. Yeah, I'm gonna eat the in fuck person. Out of that it, doesn't it doesn't look like. like... <laughs> no, not in person. It kind of looks more like a a Christmas tree, maybe a a monstera leaf. It kind of looks like a. Yeah, I, of course it does. You're right. Uh, that that was my second guess. Monstera, preferably the Swiss. It looks cheese like a variety. like a candle, like flame. Oh. Yeah, it does. It looks well. It looks like it looks like it, it looks um, gelatinous. So it is definitely like a light colored ice cream. Okay. Caramel esque. It looks caramel. Yeah, it yeah. looks caramel, and whatever that caramel butthole is. Yeah, it looks like a. I'm really excited. <laughs> like I have my spoon ready. Like I am eyeing it. Yeah. Hiding all week, so I'm definitely eyeing eyeing this. I see this. It doesn't smell like anything. I'm taking this chunk. She's parting. She's parting those cheeks. Okay. I'm editing. I'm editing that part out. By the way. Oh, those look like uh, freckles almost. Yeah, it's speckled for sure. Soft. The ice cream is very soft. And and I just took it out of the freezer, so that means it's just soft huh. in general. Oh my god. Or that your freezer is broken. Or you can smell it more now that Aubrey like took some. You can smell it more now. She uh, she unleashed the beast. It's yeah. so deliciously caramel. Okay, so it's definitely caramel. Uh, looks like you what see, could like be... the stuff in it. It looks like what could be bits of toffee. Very toffee, caramel. Yeah. There's some either bits of cake. What's your guess, Chris? Like cookie. from the view. For, well, now that she's saying that it's more of like a cookie type thing, could be a, a gram situation. It does, it does look a little gram. It looks a little grammy. We do it for the gram. It's so good. I don't know what this is, but when I find out, I'm going to rub it all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it provides any like skincare properties, but it does. You know how like when I I'll try anything to to get rid of these crow's feet. Seriously, it's um super caramel toffee, whatever creamy, and mm -hmm. whatever the bits of cookie or cake are so moist they like melt in your mouth. I don't know what kind. I would. What's your guess? All right, so if it melts in your mouth, I'm gonna say it's not graham. I'm gonna say it's toffee. It's it's a caramel toffee kind of a situation. Okay, so your guess is like a caramel toffee ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Aubrey? Yes, Aubrey. I know you love me, so I'm trying to figure out like douce leches cake ice cream. Oh, that's a good guess. Okay. Wait, what was it again? Douce leches. Uh, like a dulce de leche cake. Yeah, the car okay. like a caramel like cake. Three milks. Three three lit three leches. Yeah. Okay, so it is. Dulce. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm more of a two milk. It is Jenny's ice cream gooey butter cake. Oh, so good. It is. It's a butter cake? Cream the fuck's cheese. A, what the fuck's a butter cake? Let me read the fucking description. <laughs> it is cream cheese ice cream layered with crumbles of vanilla cake and a swirl of caramel butterscotch sauce. Oh, but what were those little bits then? You're saying cake. that's, that's cake. Vanilla, vanilla cake. Yeah. So it is. As a kid in Peoria, Illinois, my mother made gooey butter cake for any and every occasion. A moist, buttery cake coated in powdered sugar and rich beyond anything I've ever had. This is our addictingly sweet riff on the St. Louis specialty. Dense cream cheese ice cream with soft vanilla cake and butterscotch sauce. It's ambrosial. It's divine. It's ambrosial. <laughs> <laughs> It's heaven in a pint, and then some. Now run and get yourself a spoon. It's, excuse me, 
I'm ambrosial. Okay. I'm so rich and creamy, and the flavors are so intense. Is it ambrosial? I don't know what that word means. You it's, guys, are nickel and dime words. You know what? It's it's ob it's ambrosial. Ambrosial. Uh, it's that really would be nice. great. That would be a great uh, Instagram. Okay, so I'm gonna try it. I haven't tried it yet. It's so. very decadent and rich. Yeah. And it has every calorie I just shoved into my face. It's very expensive, also. So I was really hoping Aubrey good. would like it because it it is like. I don't think you have to worry about that anymore. I think it was almost ten dollars. So this is the same brand that made that peach biscuit mm. ice cream ah. we had in the past. It was ten ten dollars for a pint. Yeah. Wow. Pulled out all the stops on this this second episode of twenty twenty one. This is really good. This <laughs> <laughs> is like shit. I don't like anything, and this is really good. Yeah, it's, I love cream cheese, and I love caramel. Yeah. so this is really the good. The second you said cream cheese, that vanilla, that the vanilla looking ice cream tastes one hundred percent like cream cheese frosting. It's it's amazing. No shit. We miss you. I miss. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> love um, not having to share, but <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say, like this. I'm feeling a little jealous right now. Feeling a little left out. Oh, thank you for holding it up. To me, which actually makes my feeling worse. Sorry. Abandoned. <laughs> um, really, really good. Also, it better be good for how much she paid for it. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything. This is the monetary sacrifices I make for the podcast. It's uh, it's well appreciated. I can't think of anything in my life that's been ambrosial of late. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I still don't know what that word means. I'm gonna Google it when we get done. Yeah, it's uh, it it means that it uh, has the properties of uh, ambrosia. Is it like a fancy way of just saying something's like really in, like decadent or rich? Like I don't so look that up. I'm t I would play with my iPad, but I'm busy eating. Yeah, I don't want you to leak. Uh, the cake anything. is soft. Yeah. It's not like um like super hard. It, it's literally like if you were to, you know, when you're having a piece of birthday cake and the ice cream on the plate makes the cake all soggy. Mm -hmm. That's what it tastes like. Okay, so really ambrosial is an adjective exceptionally pleasing to taste or smell, okay. especially delicious or fragrant, worthy of the gods. So in the ancient Greek myths, ambrosia is the food or drink of the Greek gods, often depicted as conferring longevity or immortality upon whoever consumed. Now, I don't think eating that whole pint right now is gonna make you live any longer. So in that case, it, it, it may not be ambrosial um, by that definition, but- uh, on, most, on Sunday's episode of 90 Day Fiance, mm -hmm. Mike, this guy who lives in Squim, Washington, his mother Swim? said- You say Squim? Squim. Okay. Says, eating butter is good for your brain. And I go, hmm, so, you know, I don't think there's any science to back up her claim, but also I have a story. Oh. Wait, just like just just straight eating butter? Yeah. So like that's that's no, so you heard it here before you take a test, kids, you're gonna wanna eat just a a, a stick of Kerry Gold. Oh, Kerry Gold is so good. You can also Irish butter. I just read about Squim Washington today. What? I read an article about Squim Washington today in the Daily Beast. The mayor that's a weird coincidence. The mayor is the mayor is like full QAnon to the point where he's to the point guy, where he's tweeting about it. Millions, so. 
but he's like tweeting on it. He's like, like talking about it on like official, like the mayor's like official platforms and stuff. And like, has just gone full batshit crazy. So when I was a youth mm. and my mom and or someone's parents would not make us cookies, we would just take a stick of butter, mm -hmm. and a cup of brown sugar and mix it together and eat it with a spoon. That sounds good. So, <laughs> in case anyone wants to know what I look like, the handle's at planets. Um, <laughs> that sounds good. And we would Are we going to do that? Now, that's something that we could do over Zoom uh, oh. next episode. Stop, stop trying to get out of hula hooping. I want to... <laughs> But to the point where like people's parents would have to hide either the butter or the brown sugar from us. So like Aub Aubrey's coming over, hide the brown sugar and the butter. I'm doing I don't have diabetes. We're doing a review. We're doing a, a what do you call that? Diabetes. <laughs> what? Butter sugar. We'll call butter it butter sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. It sounds good to me. <laughs> We would put everything that you would put into cookie dough, except for yeah. the eggs and the flour, into a cup and just mix it up. So it was like butter, butter sugar, sugar some, like a vanilla extract, and then we just mix it up and eat it. Uh, we used to take Kool-Aid packets and mix it with a cup of sugar and then dip our fingers in it and eat it like white trash fun dip. Aubrey, what's your um, rating? Yeah. Yeah. How does this compare to so butter sugar? Do I take the price into consideration? No, because I bought it. It doesn't affect this it. This is a five. I would eat this 10 times a day. Five. First five. That's the only five that's ever happened on this podcast, isn't it? Or Lynn, no, did no, you no, do I, it? I, I've given a five, I think. I don't think I've ever given a five. Wow. Lynn, what about you? I give it a four. Not even a four and a half? No, that's a high score for me. Okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There's you're no right. chocolate in it. Like... <laughs> I, if, there's yeah. bit, if there's a little bit of chocolate on this like, that's what pushes you just so everyone knows i've never had over the, like butter like butter cake. gooey butter cake so yeah i'm sure there's chocolate not traditionally in it it's just like if i don't if i'm not eating like a fruity ice cream i tend to have something that has like some kind of chocolate like yeah like fudge or swirl or something yep. so that's just stuff that I look for. I think this is really good because I love cream cheese. Okay. So that's my, like, if there was no cake pieces in this, but there was like a chocolate chip instead or a brownie, yeah. a brownie piece instead of the cake piece, that would be like my, one of my favorites. Cheesecake brownie ice cream for us. It exists. Ben and Jerry has it. Of course I do. Oh, I've now we're that. talking. Yeah, I've had All it. right, so we got a five and a four. High, sc high score this round. What's the name of the ice cream again, Lynn? It is Jenny's Ice Cream Gooey Butter Cake. So All right. You heard it here on the Motorcycle Scoop. Yes. Um, thanks Everyone, for listening. Send me some ice cream suggestions on, the, on Instagram because it is getting um, – Harder to find stuff. Take so, her, take her out of her comfort zone, guys. Give her a uh, throw a also, throw a monkey wrench into that into that machinery. Also, send me your white trash dessert recipes. Yeah, <laughs> and and share with us, share with Aubrey your butter uh, confection. So yeah, like like us on Instagram at Motorcycle Scoop. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Send me all of your ice cream recommendations at Little Excellent. 
only because Chris usually checks the the podcast Instagram like more than I do, and I don't want him to see all the recommendations, even though he doesn't get to eat it. I still don't want him to know for guessing. Purposes. It's still a very uh, pleasant uh, surprise for me when I find out what the ice cream that I'm not eating is. And everybody keep an eye out for our Hula Hoop Live on Instagram. Yeah, more on that in, in the following weeks. Uh, I am Motorcycle Chris. That's Lynn. That's Aubrey. That's some gooey fucking cake stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.